0: September 24, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. I, Paul, am a prisoner of Christ Jesus because of my preaching to you Gentiles. As you already know, God has given me this special ministry of announcing his favor to you Gentiles. As I briefly mentioned earlier in this letter, God himself revealed his secret plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand what I know about this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now He has revealed it by the Holy Spirit to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is the secret plan. The Gentiles have an equal share with the Jews in all the riches inherited by God's children. Both groups have believed the good news, and both are part of the same body and enjoy together. The promise of blessings through Christ Jesus. By God's special favor and mighty power, I have been given the wonderful privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. Just think, though I did nothing to deserve it, and though I am the least deserving Christian there is, I was chosen for this special joy of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this plan that God, the Creator of all things had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose was to show His wisdom in all its rich variety to all the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. They will see this when Jews and Gentiles are joined together in His church. This was His plan from all eternity, and it has now been carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ, and our faith in Him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of His glad welcome. So please don't despair because of what they are doing to me here. It is for you that I am suffering, so you should feel honored and encouraged. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth, I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will give you mighty inner strength through His Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is really is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, glory be to God. By His mighty power at work within us, He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May he be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen.
1: One of the things that you hear so often today from many, many sources is that God loves everybody. That God's love is unconditional. This seems to be the mantra of many TV preachers. God loves you so much. God's just sitting up there in heaven hoping you'll love Him back. And God has this sort of non-discriminating, sort of uh, sort of sentimental affection with the whole world. And you just need to sort of cash in on that. That is just not true. God hates. That's what the Bible says. He hates those who violate His law. He hates false teachers, and those who represent false doctrine. Well, what is God's love then? God's love is general in the sense that He has provided a world full of things that we enjoy. That's what we call general providence. God's sort of providential love that allows for circumstances that make life joyful, fulfilling, like a good meal, a good marriage, children, a sunset, beautiful scenery, all of those kinds of things. That's um, that's his his unconditional, general kind of love. But there is another love that is very selective. It is reserved only for those who love Christ, only for those who embrace the gospel and put their trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that love is an electing love. That is God's love set on certain men and women throughout human history before time began. You can't just flatten out the concept of God's love and make it some non-discriminating, sentimental kind of attitude that He has equally toward everybody because that is not what Scripture says. We need to understand the love of God. We also need to understand that that the way God loves people in general is not the way He loves them in specific, those who truly belong to Him. And that that general love can end in the expression of God's hatred and judgment. That's why it's so important to understand the gospel. We don't want to make God into some kind of sentimental being because that's not telling the truth. We need to be clear about God's love. You would think today that there's nothing controversial about it. Everybody just kind of knows God loves everyone. That is not true. And we need to think much more clearly about the love of God than that.